What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome on into today's Eagles Talk Live. Of course, I'm your host, Eddie Barcelo Philly, the owner of all things sports and culture. Look, let's be quite honest with one another. Right now, the state of Eagles fans, it's in disarray. You know, I feel like I'm the meme where it's it's the it's the dog where it says it's fine. But then right behind them, it's everything's on fire. Because I do feel like right now, and even though we were just in the Super Bowl, not literally this past year, this past February, that was literally less than a month, about a month ago, we were in the Super Bowl. And now people feel like this team's window is closed. How, they want Howie Roseman gone. They, they're questioning Howie Roseman. Uh, not like Howie Roseman, who, by the way, listen, I, anyone who knows me knows that I have been really critical of Howie, even to the point. We're after the 2020 season. I said I wanted Howie Roseman out. All right, so I, I hold Howie accountable. But what I have seen from Howie as his time goes on being in the front office with the Philadelphia Eagles, this guy always learns from his lessons. You look at the 2017 offseason, and that was one of the best offseasons we've ever seen. And he collapsed right after that. It slowly but surely collapsed right after the 2017 offseason. And to and it, it reached the breaking point in 2020. You saw what happened. That was a terrible team. And they had to blow it, kind of blow it up again. New coach, new quarterback. And and last this last offseason, the 2022-23 offseason, Howie Roseman had a better offseason than the 2017 offseason. And now here is the key. Here is the hoping that Howie Roseman has finally learned his lesson. How is how we learn from 2018, 2019, 2020, so he doesn't repeat history, so he doesn't put this team in a downward spiral again? Now, look, obviously, everybody after yesterday, which I'm going to, I'm going to show to you guys as well. So yeah, you know, yesterday for myself in particular, um, obviously, I was, you know, all in, all in Champions League. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about the Union. I'm worried about uh, beating Alianza. And as I'm done watching the match, I get done the recap. I go on Twitter real quick just to see how everyone is feeling again. And then I get this. This right here. Video, which, listen, we can all speculate. And this is not very detailed of what exactly he means by this. You know, it's just highlights. Now, music, I mean, come on. It's very, very... How do I put this? Um, it's very upsetting. It, it's it's a depressing type of sound. The vibes are not it, right? It, it seems like it's a down. But then it, the video does end with a thank you, Phil. And you at that point have to say, well, what the fuck does that mean, TJ? We mean thank you, Phil. What does that mean exactly? You need to explain to me what this means. So I think that we can all, you know, use our our common sense here. We can use our best, you know, inference skills, and we can infer that CJ Gardner Johnson probably thinks that he will not be back next season. Obviously, you know, Monday was the franchise tag deadline, and at 4 p.m., the Eagles did not use that. And typically, this organization does not use the hash franchise tag. So we heard the rumors with CJ, but, you know, putting yourself, it, it's, you know, players hate franchise tag. So when you, when you give the franchise tag to a player, especially to a player you do deem to be important, like CJ Gardner Johnson, they're not going to like that. CJ wants money. CJ wants to get paid. CJ had a career year. He proved to the whole league that he can play in this league and he can start in this league. He wants his money and you, and you can't be mad at that. So now it brings us to this. 
So after that message, where does that leave us? Because we also are hearing that Javon Hargrave is probably going to be looking for at least $40 million a year. And you know he's not going to be taking nothing less than three years a season. James Bradbury, he's expected to get paid as well after the season he had. So are we really talking about a scenario where the three players that we talked about here on this show being the three top priorities all being gone? The, the narrative going into this was that we would we would need we would at least be able to bring two of the three top priorities. And that's what I thought we could do. But unfortunately, just the way the free agents market works this that these days, players are gonna get paid. Especially after the season that the Eagles had as a whole, that's just gonna bring money to everybody. I mean, look at the 20, 2018 offseason. You lost a significant amount of players that offseason. Big V was huge, remember? J, JP goes down. Who was the one that stepped up? Big V. Like Eric Blunt, that was a huge loss. Torrey Smith, he goes to Carolina. And that's the NFL. It is a year-to-year basis. But you know what does help to that? And I think that this is where Howie needs to learn his lesson. I don't fault Howie last year for going all in and bringing a C.J. Gardner-Johnson, bringing in Hassan Reddick, um, so on and so forth, James Bradbury. He went all in on that roster thinking that they were going to win the Super Bowl. And they got damn near close. But here's the thing. You didn't win it. And now you put yourself in a situation where you have to try to put together a team almost as good or near as good as that. And look look at all the defensive players you're probably going to be losing. Just, j- just off of paper right now, you could be losing Fletcher Cox. You could be losing Javon Hargrave. You could be losing Brandon Graham, where although the reports do seem positive where BG could be returning back, we're probably just trying to see where all this money is going to, what that's going to leave us. You could be losing TJ Edwards, Kaiser White, Marcus Epps, CJ Gardner-Johnson, and James Bradbury. That's, a, that's the majority of your defense. So what Howie, I feel like, needs to w- learn, and I think that what he's doing here is he's betting on himself. Why is he betting on himself? Because now what the Eagles have in front of them, they have the opportunity to make this defense young and make it good for the next decade, that half a decade. Why? The NFL draft, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, how, how he has to do, and I'm going to bring up another tweet here, um, and this is from <clears throat> this is from Thomas Peterson. If you guys don't know him, this guy is super knowledgeable over in Europe uh, talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, and this tweet in particular uh, caught my eye. So as it stands right now, the Eagles have four top 100 picks in the 2023 NFL draft, including number 10 and number 30, which we talked about. That's big. Next year in 24, you can pencil in four, at least four, compensatory picks, totaling 12 draft picks uh, of nine are likely to be in the first to four rounds. Guys, what do you get through the first and the four rounds? Talented players, difference-making type players. That's the positive. The negative, it does take some time. You got to develop that, so on and so forth. But to be able to have a good defense for the next five to 10 years, it can be possible here. And I think that this is where Howie's going to bet on himself. Because the one thing that we have learned from Howie Roseman is that Howie does know how to maneuver free agency. He knows how to maneuver trade blocks. But the one thing he still hasn't capitalized on is the draft. Now, we're not saying he hasn't been a he hasn't been a good drafter because if you look at the 21 and the 22 NFL drafts, they've been pretty solid. You know, 21, you get 
Devontae Smith, you get Landon Dickerson, really, really solid players. Milton Williams, he's starting to f- form into his own right as well. And by the way, with the Hargrave and the Cox situations, he might get some more playing time this year, and he might be called upon more. And he's shown some flashes throughout, the, at least last year for sure. So to, to me, this dra- these next coming drafts are going to be super important. We know what you can do, Howie. You need to be able to draft at a consistent rate. Now, last year's draft, look, Jordan Davis, still a work in progress. We didn't see enough from Jacoby Dean and Cam Jurgens. We didn't see enough of either. All potential, yes, but we need to see it. And so this upcoming draft, when you have that many picks, and by the way, the comp- compensatory picks that you could be getting from C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Javon Hargrave, James Bradbury, um, maybe T.J. Edwards as well, Isaac Salomalu, that's big. I know it sucks losing key pieces to what helped you get to a Super Bowl. That obviously sucks. But that's the that's the NFL. This is a business. At the end of the day, we need to understand this is a business. It is hard to bring back teams like what the Eagles just had this past year. It is so hard to do. To bring all those pieces back, especially with the way NFL works, free agency works, these guys all want to get paid. So for me personally, I'm fine with what's going on. And I'm happy and I'm fine with Howie Roseman betting on himself. It's what he's doing. He's saying to himself that, all right, I can't bring these players back. That's okay. I have a plan in place. You're going to be able to save a lot of money by not signing these players. And now through the draft and through free agency, Howie's going to have to replenish his defense. And I don't, and, and I, 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 I am, I'm obviously worried about the defense. Am I panicking? No, I'm, I'm not panicking, but I'm definitely worried because as of right now, it doesn't look good. No, it doesn't. But I also do have Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman's done wonders. Now, I do think that this year, this upcoming year, the offense will have to pull more of its weight, which obviously was, it, it did a lot last year. But I don't think that the defense is going to be anywhere what it was last year. And even the defense last year had its own had its own woes. And could that have gone into the thought process as well of Howie and this team? Thinking like, okay, that defense was good, but was it really that good? Could it be better? Remember, the, the rush defense got gashed for a couple weeks. That's when you had to go and get Linval Joseph, and you had to go get an Endamakan Sue. Plus injuries were, did hurt you too. But, I mean, getting young is the name of the game these days. You know, relying on rookies, second-year, third-year players, four-year players. That's a cheap option. And by the way, uh, we are around the corner from paying Jalen Hurts, who's probably going to, to get a big time money as well. So you always got to keep that in consideration. Look, how he really bet on this team, man. He really did. And dude, I mean, we can talk about the Super Bowl. We want. We could talk about the refereeing. We could talk about Jonathan Gannon. We could talk about whatever you want. But at the end of the day, we didn't get it done. And we got to find a way to replenish this team. And it's honestly just more so by replenishing the defense. That's the one thing that just concerns us. Because how are you going to replace Hargrave, Cox, uh, BG, uh, TJ Edwards, Kaiser White, James Bradbury, CJ Gardner Johnson? That's a lot of fucking players to be trying to replenish here. And I think it'll be a mix. I, I do think that the Eagles, you know, I. At this point right now, 4-13 on, on, on a Wednesday here in March 8th, I don't think that Hargrave, um, Bradbury, or Gardner-Johnson are returning back here. Just the way the market looks. And you look at this. First off, this free agency class is not that strong. 
And those three are probably top five players in the free agent market. I mean, honestly. I mean, with the year Bradbury had, I mean, you know that you can you can rely on him even as a second quarter, first quarter, even as a first quarter. I mean, Jake Bradbury's probably as good as a lot of first quarters in the league. Maybe a good third of the, the league. And I mean, he's going to get paid. CJ Gardner Johnson's going to get top safety money. I guarantee. Marcus Epps, that's one I'm I'm holding hope out on. Now, the problem with Marcus Epps, now he didn't have a CJ Gardner Johnson year, but he was very he was a contributor on, on a on a Super Bowl team. And he's young. He's still really young. That's going to really hurt us. I think that you can keep Kaiser White, which, you know, at that point, it's you're just really using it for depth. And obviously, you're going to be expecting more from N'Kobe Dean. Um, I, I do think that we can keep Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham because the whole Eagle, the whole hometown discount. Obviously, you saw Fletcher Cox last year. Uh, you know, he took the cut. He, he got cut by the birds and he, he took less money. He came back, took less money. Now, Fletcher Cox may want to bet on himself to try to to try to get one more big deal, but I but I think at the end of the day he's going to realize he's not going to get more than a two year deal. And I think that you could bring him back, but then you got to fill everything else, and I think that's going to happen through the NFL draft, through free agency, finding those you know those chip off. The, listen, if everyone forgets, Javon Hargrave came here because he was in a rotation in Pittsburgh. That's how. That's why you were lucky enough to get him. Um, Hassan Reddick was a journeyman. You know, he was. This was. This was his fourth. No, I'm sorry. This was his third team in three years, right? And look what happened. Came into the right situation. How many casual NFL fans knew who C.J. Gardner Johnson was before this year? Be honest. Not many. And look how he produced. Marcus Epps was like a dude. Marcus Epps. Was a compensatory? Just thrown in the trade, because, just just for shits and giggles. I'm trying to think of what trade it was. I remember it was with the Vikings, but the dude literally was had no business of continuing to make this team, and he worked his ass off, and he got here. You got to go find those type of players again. You and that that's how this is going to get. That's how this is going to get turned around. How he's drafting, and look, he's falling in love with the SEC, which is not bad. You know, I, I saw I saw someone put the tweet out. We got the Alabama offense and the Georgia defense. How can we lose? How can we? That's how we just, you know, there was a while where Howie was just trying to think outside the box when it came to drafting and scouting. You know, I, you know, remember remember the whole, uh, well, you know, no one really stays up to watch the Pac-12. You know why? Because it's not that good talent out there. You know, if I if I wanted to watch a, a 70 to, to 60 uh, football game, the AFL just came back, all right? <laughs> you know, I don't need to watch that. I just don't. But he slowly started to figure out there's a reason why teams go to SEC talent. It's not that they're just talented. It's just that they're built different. They play the best competition week in and week out. They get the best coaching, the best training. They're NFL red team. And that's why, they, that's why a lot of teams go to them. That's why Howie and the Eagles have done that as well. But um, I, I think it's fair to say, ladies and gentlemen, kind of rounding this all up. Hargrave, Bradbury, and Gardner Johnson probably won't be coming back. But it's okay. It's going to be okay. I think at now more than ever, and I always say this through every offseason, patience. Let's just see. Let's just see what Howie does in free agency. Let's just see what Howie does in the draft. And then we can make our criticisms and our judgments or whatnot, whatever you want to do. 
But I mean, I do think at the end of the day, I don't think that this defense, no matter what happens, will be better than last year's defense. Which, you know, take take that for what you want. Take that for what you want. What's up, TikTok? Keep tapping that screen away, TikTok. What's going on, guys? Quick reminder here, ladies and gentlemen, that today's Eagles Talk Live is sponsored by La Terrain Watches. If you folks are in the market for a brand new watch, consider checking out La Terrain Watches. High quality watches at a bargain price. And right now, when you use my promo code at the checkout page, Barcelo Philly, you'll receive 10% off of your purchase of a La Terrain watch. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys head on over to La Terrain and check out our great friends over there at La Terrain Watches. Uh, what's up, Dame? How you feeling, brother? What's going on, man? Damn, I'm loving the Phillies profile pick, man. We're going to have a Phillies talk live soon enough. I'm just trying to figure out my time schedule here, but I, I have some things to talk about with the birds. That farewell video, man, that was very cryptic. And then he goes, uh, I got a Twitch stream at 7 p.m. And we were just like, well, for what? Are you coming back? What's happening, CJ? <laughs> I, it was very cryptic, man. That's what everyone's talking about. Generally bald my eyes. I do feel that. I do feel that. Uh, when does free officially open up? That's a great question, Dave. So, officially, free agency opens up on my birthday on Monday. So, shouts to me. I'll probably get some bad news on my birthday. <laughs> so, March 13th, Monday, uh, free agency officially opens. Now, 40 hours before it opens, there is the legal tampering period where teams can negotiate terms with team with players. I'm sorry. And then on Monday, stamp it's official. Um, so Saturday, Sunday is gonna be wild. It's typically the wild days of free agency, so we'll see uh, what happens there, man. Ah, thank you so much, Dame. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, Dame. We want we want Stott. We want Stott. We want um Kenneth Gainwell. We want Carter Hart. We want Tyrese Maxey. Um, we want Jack McGlynn. We want them all to succeed. We want all the young pups to succeed here in Philadelphia, man. Absolutely. And uh, and you know to the point of Kenneth Gainwell, I just want to end off with this because I continuously hear more Derrick Henry talk. And, you know, you obviously saw the line that WIP put out there on Twitter. Uh, we have the second best odds for Derrick Henry. And although on paper, obviously, anyone can get excited about one of the best running backs of all of at least this time period uh, to be on the Philadelphia Eagles. You see the star power of, of, of Derrick Henry reunited with A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. And everyone goes goo gaga and everyone gets, as Hulky would say, very moist. And I get that because I was that as well. But when you dissect this more and you think without the Eagles' green eyes, why would we do this deal? Why would we trade for a running back making $10 million a year who doesn't run a spread offense to come here? Now, look, this year we may have to rely on our offense more than we usually have. But I don't need to pay 10 mil for Derrick Henry a season. I don't need to do. We don't need to do that. We just clown the Dallas Cowboys for franchise tagging Tony Pollard. They franchise tagged a running back. <laughs> what? We and then and then we we turn around and we say we want to go trade Derek for Derrick Henry. Guys, it no. Just no. You know what you do? You find the running back that makes a third of what Derrick Henry makes. And then you draft another one. Maybe that's Boston Scott. And then you draft another guy. And you keep Kenneth Gainwell. I don't need to go. You know what I'd rather do? I'd rather bring, bring Miles Sanders back. If we're talking about Derrick Henry, give me Miles Sanders. He's not going to make that money. 
There's no way in hell it was going to pay that money to a running back who can't stay healthy. We listen. I get it, and someone got offended on Twitter by this, but here in Philly, we get Google Gaga'd with big, with big names. We do. And someone literally told, wanted to say, "Well, then how do you explain Linval Joseph and Dominican Sue and Hassan Riddick?" Well, first off, Hassan Riddick was not a big name before he came here, and then Dominican Sue and Linval Joseph were at near the end of their career. They signed minimal veteran deals. That's the difference. That's not breaking the bank. If Derek Kenner was to come here for $2 million a year, fuck yeah, come on in. I'll give you my house. You could have it. He's not going to take $2 million a year. So let's just let's just think logically and stop thinking about the sticks, the Madden, the career mode. I'm going to trade for Derrick Henry. While I'm at it, I'm going to trade for Jalen Ramsey. And give me Jamal Adams while we're at it too. What are we doing? What are we doing? Um, oh, I love me some Gainwell. His playoff success really opened my mind to exactly. So give him a prominent role in the rotation. It's that simple. You don't go out and get Derrick Henry. Thank you. Thank you, Dame. I do appreciate that. I do appreciate that. All right, guys. That's gonna do it here for today for Eagles Talk Live. Thank you so much for watching, guys. Really do appreciate it. Make sure you guys hit that like button, subscribe for more Philly Sports. We're available wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, and Spotify. Find us under Owen Philly Sports. Reminder, we are sponsored by our good friends over at Lots Rain Watches. Make sure you guys check them out and use the promo code Parcero Philly at the checkout page. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys, go Birds. I'll talk to you guys soon.